Good morning, everyone. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about a practice that I think is very timely, considering what's going on in our world today. And that is cultivating gratitude in changing times. Today, cultivating gratitude is more important than ever. As we are witness to what is happening around us, the last thing we might be thinking about is gratitude. We are more likely to feel emotions of despair, hopelessness, anger, and guilt. These emotions do not make us feel good about the situations. In fact, they usually make us feel worse. What we focus and feed on strengthens those feelings and we become wrapped up in negativity. A way to help us during these changing times is to cultivate gratitude. Cultivating gratitude is a key practice in Wan Buddhism. It is deeply related to the understanding of the interconnectedness of all. Based on the Buddhist teaching, we see that all phenomena arise in dependence on multiple causes and conditions. For instance, in order for us to drink a cup of tea, someone has to plant, harvest, and manufacture, as well as deliver and sell the tea. It also requires nature in the form of sun, wind, rain, having a teapot and a cup, electricity and all the other things necessary and conditions for this very simple act of drinking tea. The food we eat, the clothes we wear, the house we live in, and all the goods and services we use on a daily basis all come from countless people and conditions around the world. Sotasan pointed out that each being in the universe is interrelated to and indebted to other beings for its existence. This realization of interconnectedness gives rise to a sense of gratitude and appreciation. Thus, our practice is not only to be aware of this interconnectedness, but also to see it from the eyes of gratitude so that we come, become more content, humble, and selfless. Finding gratitude is an expression we use to describe gratitude practice. It indicates that we are not creating or changing anything in order to feel grateful, but instead we are aware of what is already there and realize how we are related to it. It reminds us there is always something to be grateful for, and it all depends on what we see and how we see it. Sotasan described it this way. Sentient beings turn benefactors ten times over into an object of resentment if he falls just once in favor for them. Bodhisattvas thank a person who has wronged them even ten times over if he favors them just once. Therefore, sentient beings discover the harm within grace 
and bringing an anxiety and discomfort. Bodhisattvas find the grace within harm and bring peace and comfort. The doctrine of the Kandan contains the fourfold graces, grace of heaven and earth, practiced by modeling ourselves wholeheartedly on the radiant way of heaven and earth, grace of parents, grateful for receiving our bodies, which is the foundation of all human affairs. The grace of fellow beings, we cannot live in a place alone without fellow beings, and the grace of laws that protect us. I would like to talk about the grace of fellow beings because I think right now this might be a very difficult practice for us. It can be extremely difficult to appreciate the grace of fellow beings when we are witnessing so much darkness and despair. We see people damaging property, looting stores, fighting with one another, hurting and even killing one another. The intensity of hate is sometimes overwhelming between different factions. We certainly do not see any gratitude there. We can become very jaded and insensitive to those beings participating in these activities, having little use for any of them or their actions. But if we turn to the scriptures, we may find some understanding and solace there. If we wish to more easily understand the grace we have received from fellow beings, we must first consider whether we can live alone in a place that has no people, no animals, no plants. Then anyone would acknowledge that is not possible. If we cannot live without the help of fellow beings, the support of fellow beings, and the provisions supplied by fellow beings, then where would be a grace greater than that? Fellow beings help us in many ways, such as in education, farming, artisan work, and merchant activities. Even plants and animals are a help to us. What we are witnessing in today's world is the result of beings being ungrateful for one another. If we are ungrateful to fellow beings, then they will hate and dislike one another and become mutual enemies. There will be quarrels between individuals, ill will between families, hostility between hostilities, and no peace between nations, and will become a world at war. Does this sound familiar? It is what is happening right now. Our fellow beings are lost in a sea of suffering. So maybe, instead of seeing only the harm that our fellow beings are engaging in, maybe we can pause, take a breath or two, and send some meta wishes to those who are suffering and in so much pain that they are committing atrocious acts. Maybe this might be one way that we can help fellow beings and in the end help ourselves as well. I think I'm going to try it. I hope you do as well. Practicing mindfulness of gratitude consistently leads to a direct experience of being connected to life and the realization that there is a larger context in which your own personal story is unfolding. 
Being relieved of the endless wants and worries of your life's drama, even temporarily, is liberating. Cultivating thankfulness for being part of life blossoms into a feeling of being blessed, not in the sense of, for example, winning the lottery, but in a more refined appreciation for the interdependent nature of life. It also elicits feelings of generosity, which create further joy. Gratitude can soften a heart that has become too guarded, and it builds the capacity for forgiveness, which creates the clarity of mind that is ideal for spiritual development. The words gratitude and grace share a common orange origin, the Latin word gratis, meaning pleasing or thankful. When you are in a deep state of gratitude, you will often spontaneously feel the presence of grace. The grace of receiving a human life is that it grants you the capacity to experience that which is beyond the mind and body. And we can call it God, emptiness, Brahman, Allah, or the ground of the absolute. Reflect on this. You, with all your flaws, have been chosen for this opportunity to consciously taste life, to know it for what it is, and to make of it what you are able. This gift of a conscious life is called grace. Even when your life is filled with great difficulty, and it may not feel like a gift at the time. There have been many times in my life when I did not feel that there was any grace in my life at all. Misfortunes, financial difficulties, problematic relationships, and severe illnesses abounded. It is only through my practice that I was able to deal with life's difficulties and begin to see through the veil of misfortune that there was peace and respite and a light at the end of my journeys. This is what the grace of gratitude means to me. The grace of conscious life, of having a mind that can know this moment, is like this, is the root of all wonder from which gratitude flows. The wonder, the mystery, is that you, like everyone else, are given this short, precious time of conscious embodiment in which you can directly know life and yourself. However, you find life to be cruel or kind, sorrowful or joyous, bland or stimulating, indifferent or filled with love, you get the privilege of knowing it firsthand. Gratitude for the grace of consciousness embodiment evolves into the practice of selfless gratitude in which your concerns slowly but surely shift from being mostly about yourself and those close to you to being all about living beings. As this occurs, you need less and less in the way of good fortune. It becomes enough that there are those who are happy, who are receiving love, who are safe, and who have a promising future. It is not that you would not prefer good things for yourself, but your sense of well-being is no longer contingent 
upon external circumstances. You are able to rejoice that amidst all life's suffering, there still exists joy. You realize that pain and joy are part of a mysterious whole. When this state of selfless gratitude starts to blossom, your mind becomes more spacious, quieter, and your heart receives the first taste of the long-sought release from fear and wanting. This is grace. I would like to leave you with a quote from one of my favorite poets, Hafa of Persia. One regret, dear world, that I am determined not to have on my deathbed is that I did not kiss you enough. I thank you for your time and attention, and I wish you a beautiful day. Thank you.